coming in from Pittsburgh, PA. Mm -hmm. This is All Ain't Alive with Sebastian Starr. I am here with Pretty Panda, and please pronounce your name for me correctly so uh, I don't mispronounce it. I am VSOP Mir. Mir, lovely. VSOP. VSOP. And That's you, me. <laughs> and if you don't mind ask, uh, me asking, what does VSOP stand for? Okay, so VSOP. It, it stands for versatile size of my own perfection, which is basically saying like me being perfect in my own way, you know, no, no matter what that. else. I can get you with that. I like it. I like it. I like it. So this is the first. This is the first. We're doing some underground artistry uh, here, yeah. doing a deep dive analysis into some of you guys' music. I know uh, me and Pan have talked a bit about uh, the, some of the music that she's been doing and all the collabs that she's been having, and it's been a busy year. And this is first of all. Let me just say, this is a long time coming. I've been on hiatus for eight months, nine months now. Entirely too long. And entirely too long. So this not only is this long overdue, but I think we're going to get some amazing uh, analytics here really quickly. So uh, before we dive into Pretty Panda's work, let's get into Mir just for a hot second. You know, uh, not to not to put the spotlight on the new guy, but we have to kind of grill you a little bit. People okay. are probably dying to know who you are. If you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, okay, so originally I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, <laughs> I moved to PA when I was like 15, 15, going on 16, something like that. Uh, switched high schools, you know, completely changed my life. Um, uh, went to college. I was always a basketball player, but uh, I found like a, a deeper love for music. I mean, one that I already had before. But definitely a deeper love as far as creating my own music and getting my own story out there. I can get you so, with that. Was there anything that particularly pushed you in the direction of music? If you were already into sports, what made you transfer over into music? Um, honestly, with music, it was like I always had a tie to music. Like I always like played piano and stuff like that. So but you ain't good at it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I'm alright. Okay. I think I'm alright. <laughs> But, like, I always play piano and stuff like that. So, it's like, whenever I started listening to music and I started to understand lyrics more and understand what people are coming from and the message that they're getting across instead of it just being natural lyrics, you know, normal little lyrics that other people say. Like, for instance, um, one of the people that really got me into, you know, making my music would be, like, Juice World X, uh, you know, people like that that talk about real-life problems real life, you know, mental health problems and not being okay because it's cool to talk about money and everything like that, but let's talk about, you know, everybody. What's going on inside, yeah, not just trying to saying. look flashy and cool for the cameras, but exactly. like dive into yourself. So you're pretty analytical yourself is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, is there, so you're saying you take inspiration from artists like Juice Worlds and XXX. Can you say his full name for me, please? I can't. <laughs> X. X X X Tentacion. Tentacion. I and, and rest in peace to him, but I can never say his name. So as far as your personal journey as an artist, do you aspire to take on that same type of platform? Like you want to be the informant, the voice for those who may be struggling with mental illnesses yeah, or anything I, like that. I would say that. I wouldn't say like I'm trying to, you know, be the new yeah. XYZ. Like yeah. I'm not trying to be nothing like that, but as far as you know, you know, the, the message lives on. I'm trying to be a part of that because I deal with, you know, some of the shit myself. So it's like, I gotta, I gotta 
I feel like I have a, a obligation to make sure that other right. people know that it it's, it's okay. not just them. Right, right, and right. If I may, real fast, go ahead. Just to like, eh, but not too much. I feel like society has got to do better because there are entirely too many black men who deal with those types of issues oh, mentally. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, it's too many people can relate to that. Not saying that's a bad thing because it's good to have a voice. But I find myself being in a circle with way too many black men that have those issues or are dealing with those mental. I mean, even more situations. so. Even more so than that, it's not even just black men; it's black people in general. Like you. It, once again, this is going back to, like I said, why I like the artist that I just named because I was watching the Juice interview and he said the exact same thing, you know, like growing up as a black child, like you go to your mom, your dad, it's just whatever. And you say you got anxiety, depression, they going to look at you like you're crazy. And that's we real. We just had that conversation. And you know what's crazy is I feel like subconsciously, well, maybe for me personally, my experience, I'm starting to see that is being taken a bit more seriously because you can say, oh yeah, I have anxiety, I have depression, I think I need to go see a therapist. But then when you start to physically change, mm. you get into drugs, alcohol, you mm. develop some type of addiction to you know, gambling, sex, you know, whatever that's toxic, people will see that and think, well, what's the problem? What's wrong with you? I've been trying to tell you for years that I'm going through some shit. You just didn't want to listen to me. So now that I'm suffering and you can see it on the surface, now you're thinking, okay, I need to take this a bit more seriously. And I think in regards to having an artist that, you know, can speak on these issues, it's not so much having an artist that can speak on it, but like someone you can relate to. Like someone who's like, I'm going through this too. And this is how I deal with it in a healthier you know, yeah. and this may be controversial because I know you don't like it, but Kid Cudi is another one of those artists who I uh, adore personally. I have no problem with Kid Cudi. You have a problem with Kanye. Kanye. Okay, and, and you know what? Kid Cudi got a problem with Kanye, but that's a conversation for another day. We ain't got to talk about that. But just when it comes to artists who speak on, you know, things that are going on with me internally, mentally, you know, fighting demons and getting over addiction and trying to heal and be healthy and be better, I would put him in that category as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah definitely. And, and one thing I would say is, like, I say that there's too many black men just because socially it has never been acceptable for black men to and, to yeah. express their yep. feelings. You're you feel absolutely me? right. So absolutely that's right. why I pinpointed it to black men. Like, of course, the black community in itself has issues mm-hmm. mentally, but there has not been a safe space until recently when we started to take mental health in men more seriously. Yep. Because... In actuality, you're now wanting men to take accountability for their actions and how they treat the women in the black community. And we're telling them, okay, go to therapy. So now we're taking more we're taking more concern in their mental health and telling right. them to go get there. Right. And then so wanna... more recently it started getting taken seriously. But when you're like our age growing up or the generations before us. And the generations mental, before us were... Yeah, yeah that mental disability shit was you know definitely a fucking cover or don't use it as a crutch. Yeah, there are no such crazy. thing as Absolutely. You know what's crazy about it is like, even, even today, like how things are getting better and we talk about, you know, the mental problems with the kids growing up and yep. it's like, it's like a little bit more acceptable now. We still get stuck in that same, you know, space that we were before. To where yeah. we, we we sit here and we say that these kids are soft nowadays. Like, so it's like, <laughs> so it's like we yeah we we trying to help, but it's like at the same time we got this now. <laughs> this may be me now. I will defend a child till I can't breathe, but I also 
am like, I want, I don't want, how do I say this without sounding like an asshole? I, you're, a child is just a, a pre-stage into what will later on be an adult. So everything that they absorb, everything that they take in, they're taking with them into adulthood. So mm-hmm. with your young sons, these young boys who, you know, fall over and get hurt and start crying, you don't want to tell them, oh, toughen up, don't don't show any weakness, because then that'll turn into an adult who can't express his feelings properly. Correct. But then you, out on the same token, you got these young girls, and I... I love like little girls who are like tough, strong, independent, can do it themselves. So that'll later turn into a woman who doesn't need to rely on anyone to get her own thing. But at the same time, I feel like that's conflicting just a little bit because you don't talk about the type of mental damage you do to little girls when you tell them, oh, they can't wear certain things or they can't or, be around certain people. Or, or when you're when you grow up with a mother like mine, don't have to go into detail because those who know and those we who don't have to talk don't, about that. But when you grow up with a mother like mine who pushes you to the absolute max because a woman will sit there and take care of a man with no problem, but no man is going to sit here and take care of a woman. So I went through hell and back as a little girl growing up because that was the mindset that my mom was basing that off of. And again, that's a conversation we can have for now because I'll lead into a bunch of other things. Yeah. But we, we, we can stick to these for right now. But I understand completely where you're coming from. And that's just things that, you know, people don't take in consideration when it comes to dealing with children specifically, mm-hmm. especially when your child says, oh, I think I have anxiety. What do you have to be anxious about? Right. You're eight years old. You're a child. Like, I have a lot of things to be worried about. I just saw on the news that a guy murdered his whole family down the street. Like, what do you mean? I can't even go to school and be exactly. safe no more. What you mean we why I got anxiety? We shooting drills every other week, Mom. I have a lot of reasons to be anxious. My backpack okay? gotta be bulletproof now. What do you mean? <laughs> and people don't talk about it. People don't talk about it oh, like, oh, you're a child. What do you have to worry about? Well, Getting mom, shot at a you school? just got fired. Like, what do you mean? Why do I have anything to worry about? I've been wearing the same underwear for three days straight. Hello. What do you mean? Okay, I'm sorry. I got off topic. But, oh. So, Mir. Uh, <laughs> what? I have a couple of questions here. Uh, courtesy of Pretty Panda. One of them is being your dream collab. Uh, dream collab. Me. I'll let you know that now. You've already it's done me. collabs with him, so that doesn't it's count. Me. That and you I'm haven't done. That you haven't done. Like, dead, okay, let's be fair. the question. Dead or alive, you collab with anybody. Who and why? I mean, I feel like... Dead or alive, we know. Like, Just let him... Look, he gotta, he gotta say it. Dead or alive... Look at him looking at him. If... <laughs> if I was to make, like, the perfect song okay. for, like, I would say my genre of music, I would probably put a total of like four or five artists on. Okay. That. One being myself, X can I, Juice. Damn, I was gonna say, can I guess? Okay, okay. we got okay. Three. So no. I'm gonna say it will be you, of course. Juice, X, Uzi. I didn't he does love I'm Uzi, I'm sorry. and I'm gonna say J Cole. Uzi. And J Cole, yeah, I would have a call on the track just for the simple fact that he brings like a different type of light and knowledge. Okay. Like, the way he speaks is is something like everybody that I just named, they talk about the same thing in just like a different way. Like it's the same like, person in different font. Exactly. So it's like Juice. Juice talked about anxiety and depression dealing with drugs. X okay. talked about it just straight anxiety, depression. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And J. Cole, he he kinda uses like metaphors and he makes people really dive deep into thinking about, you know, his lyrics and what he's trying right, to get right, the right, message right. across. So question? 
Where does Uzi fit into all this? So Uzi is more like <laughs> a million dollar question. I feel like I feel like Uzi is like like I we've had conversations before where I feel like I have this second side of myself that I call Joker because it's like he he's kind of like that off the wall crazy like just don't give a fuck type person and I feel like Uzi brings that you know on the side of this is why I feel like this. You know what I'm That's saying? interesting. Because I have uh, some lyrics from one of your songs that we're going to dive into today that kind of sort of peeks into that persona. But my okay. last question before we dive into it is, how do you want people to feel, whether it's about you or about your music or just in general, after they hear one of your songs play? Uh, as far as about Wet. me. Stop it. <laughs> we're not doing that right now. We're not doing that right now. <laughs> wow. As far I'm sorry, as, go ahead. As far as about me goes, I don't really have a preference on how people feel about me. But as far as my music goes, I want people to always know that they can be helped, you know, like, or not helped, but they're not alone. Right. Because I'm not saying that I can help everybody. I, I know I can't. It's impossible. I'm one person. Right. But if I can, like, you know, continue on what was already started and then inspire the next person to do it, that sets off like a chain reaction. Right. You know, and it it kind of heals itself. Yeah, it's not like so. you're Jesus or anything. You can't help everyone at one time, but I mean, you can try. And that's yeah. all we want you to do yeah. is try. So let's dive into a couple of uh, Save lyrics. these whores. Hey, real fast. Can I cuss on here? Because yeah, we, you, we've already started at this yeah, point. It's kind of too late to turn around and go back now. But um, I was about to compared to, to, and just compared to the episode that you and me have done, I don't think you're in a bad spot. I think okay. you're still doing pretty good. I still doing PG-13. Now, this is definitely triple uh, X rated here um no, i wouldn't say all that. i wouldn't say i don't i don't i don't know how far you plan on going but then again the song that oh, we're gonna dive into yours is okay is is okay we'll, we'll get into I reference Mr. Mosby. okay we're gonna we're gonna talk about it <laughs> so the song that we have by you mir is who's gonna stop me i wrote yeah. down a lot of lyrics because and these are just some of the ones that stuck out to me the most right. and you feel free to to ping them off however you can okay. but the gotcha. first line not the first line of the song, but the first lyric that stood out to me was, demons got me laughing, but it's real tears I'm crying. I can feel the pain. It's coming from behind me. I reference that as like the devil on your shoulder, but it's a demon like latched onto you that's yeah. kind of controlling you like yeah, a puppet so telling you, like a, you know. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, okay, let me dive into that. All right. All right. All right. Cool. 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 So, so it's like, so it's like. Have you ever, have you ever been angry and said some shit or done some shit that it is like okay that wasn't me? Yes, and I've regretted it almost yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, see, like it's like that for me, but it's like that all the time. Oh my god, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, so it's like so it's like it's a constant battle for me to like bite my tongue or try not to do some shit that's out of character for me because it's it's not who I am. Like I'm I'm really a good nice person, but it's just you know when you've been through so much you develop like this this wall built up and it's like you don't want shit and you don't want no rocks being thrown at it or nothing or you don't, you feel like you're going to pop off. Right. So it's like that's just how I feel all the time and it's just from me being passive that I'm you know grown into like a problem of feeling like it's something behind me you know pushing me to you know do some bad shit that I don't want to do. And that's the, okay. That makes sense. And I'm a bad influence. I'd fuck around to yeah, you. Yeah, she's it gonna anyway. tell you to. I'd, do I'd, it. I'd tell you to do so it. So me but, and you were um, in the same boat, but she's gonna be. The <laughs> I, to like, and here's the do thing. It, do and it, here's, do the, here's the thing, though. But I'm not sadistic. I'm not 
psychotic, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And I'm not insane, I don't think. But what I am is vindictive. And I'm petty as hell. So I think that if you have dealt, and this is just me personally, you can take it how you want. If you have dealt with somebody, someone or something bullshit long enough and you have just reached your breaking point, then break that shit off and just do it. I'm not going to look at you funny. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to criticize you. If you got, if you feel like you got to set your ex's car on fire, set that nigga's car on fire. Like, he did something to you. That was a bad example. But he did something to you. That broke you. That broke you. And and, and and maybe it's, you know, you try to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? Mm-hmm. You, this is family. This is my homie. I've known you for years. We've been close for forever. Fool me once, shame on you. For, well, whatever the fuck. And yeah. That don't sound like Jordan. But you know what I'm trying to say? Just... There's only so much that one person can take. And that's yeah. anybody. Whether you're dealing with mental illness or not, I can only take so much. So if you want to keep pushing, I'm going to push your ass back and you might just fall over the cliff and that's just going to be on you. But yeah. that's that's my exception. I just feel like... Is, is that like, right there. For just me, to clarify. For me and for people like me, like I've always been kind of passive. So like when stuff happens to me, I kind of just like sweep it under the rug. But it's only so much you can sweep under exactly. the rug. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Until it's a big so, ass knot in the middle of your coffin. Exactly. So it's like now I've gotten to the point that I can't sweep shit else under my rug. Exactly. So it's like anything that happens, I'm either going to cut it off at the situation as soon as I see it being a problem or I'm going to blow up. And I'd rather just Chris blow the prison? fuck up. I'd rather, <laughs> no, I'd he rather would just rather cut just cut it, it off. And you know what? I I off. used to be like that, and I, and in a lot of ways, I still am. Like I'll I'll be quick to cut somebody off or cut something off or just stop doing something that I feel like is taking too much away from me. But then you got niggas like you who don't know when to say when, and I gotta for tell those, you every other week. For those bro, who are do that shit pointing to me, I am because you every I swear to God, you are you have the such a big heart and a beautiful spirit but niggas feel like they can use that to their advantage and take advantage of you and whatever your given situation is and i'm just like man fuck that shit if they can't appreciate you in this rose golden era then they deserve nothing but the top hits kick them niggas overboard and and go on the fuck on because i don't have the time or the energy or the patience She's definitely to deal with no bullshit, like, and I will tell you sees, that she sees through so much bullshit. So she's the type, and she analyzes every situation. So she's also the type of person skipping. to tell me, "Oh, yo, like she's an she's an analytical person." Mm-hmm. So she's also the type of person to be like, "Yo, I evaluate the situation from all sides, bro. You were wrong in this situation. Like she's gonna tell you that shit." So I'll give you best case scenario, worst case scenario, and, my perspectives. From the outside of looking in. And then some of these situations I've even been in the middle of. Yeah, like she's been right there like watching it as it progressed. She just doesn't say much. Yeah. Like anything that and I that's go the beauty through, of it. Anything yeah. don't, don't I go nothing. through, I'll send her screenshots and be like, bro, was I wrong? Hell like, do no. you see how this shit progressed? Like, Absolutely I'll send her not. proof and shit like that. And I'll just let her see shit for what it was that way. And that's how I know, like, when I say if I call my best friend and... She says that I'm not wrong. Bro, I know I'm not wrong because she's the type who's going to dig in my ass if I'm fucking wrong. I mean, and I'd give it a lot of thought. And here's the thing. Some people are like, oh, maybe you're just buying. No, I'm not. Because if you Mm -hmm. bullshitting, I will tell you that you're bullshitting. She's dug in my ass before (laughs) and told me I was wrong. And I had to go fucking apologize. You got to reevaluate your life for a second. But at the same time, again, I'm just, I'm, I'm vindictive. So 
if a nigga do you dirty, I feel like he got the right to do a nigga dirty. That's just me though. That's how I feel. That's how I think. You we're gonna see. keep. We're gonna keep moving forward. Though. This isn't about me. Um, <laughs> I have another line from the song here. Uh, mental connection, the closest. Um, I wrote this retarded. Mental connection, the closer we are, but sometimes it gets stronger from further away. Can't even lie to you properly. You see, the problem is plastered all over my face. Now, I'm going to be a little biased. That's what I listened to that the weekend would say. And, um, and by that, I mean he's the type of nigga that will sit there and look you in your eyeballs and lie and make you feel good about it. But then, but lately, he's gotten into the motion of. I can't even lie to you anymore. Like, you can see right through my bullshit. You know when I'm fucking up. You know when I'm going through. So for me, that was like, you're trying to keep it together. You're trying to keep the mask on, but it's cracking. It's disintegrating. It's falling yeah. into pieces. Yeah. And anyone who's close enough around you can see straight yeah. through that shit. Like, don't exactly. tell me that you're okay. Like, I can see that you're not. Yeah, like, it, it's not like me saying that I'm necessarily lying to, you know, the person that I'm talking about on on purpose or saying, you know, that I'm lying to you about some shit that's mischievous or anything like that. Right. Like, I'm basically trying to tell you that I'm okay and it, it's clear to you that I'm not. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you, you see right through that shit, but at the same time, like, there are other factors that I could have lied about in the past that I didn't do, that I actually did do. <laughs> like, once again, nothing mischievous, well, it's, it's life-threatening type shit, but it's like, you know, that's just the way that I cope. And I made a, a promise to try to stop some shit. And I tried to stop. And I didn't this one time. So, I bet that's heart-wrenching. Yeah. So, if I may. Go ahead. One time? If I may. <laughs> to touch on the beginning of that. Like, with the mental connection so strong. But I feel like it gets stronger when we're far away. Mm-hmm. It feels like you know when you have a bond that strong and you instantly mentally connect it doesn't matter yep if you even tell me you're okay or not i'm looking at you and i feel your energy right and that's kind of how you and me are i think exactly because you and me you know i live in Nashville. you live here in pittsburgh you can call me and i can hear it in your voice that something is wrong yeah like like, you just be that type of bond yeah so you ain't even gotta try and lie to the person that you're talking about they just see mm mm-mm What's wrong, bro? Yeah. What is the problem? And I think those are the type of people that you really want in your corner because they'll give you the reality check even if you didn't ask for it because they know that you need it. And not just for their benefit, but for your benefit. Like, this is going to help you in the long run. Two weeks from now, we won't even have the same conversation. shit. I have another line here. I have a lot of lines from this song. I'm sorry. I write down all of my problems. Then I get another one. I think I'm running out of space. But it gets harder as soon as I see sun drops. That's when I start my day. I think the thing that really stuck out to me the most about this is uh, I write down all my problems. Then I got another. I think I'm running out of space. That, like, touched my heart a little bit. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, because it's like, what do you do when there's nothing left for you to say? Or there's nowhere left for you to go. There's no one else for you to talk to. What do you do in that dire, frantic almost panic like situation. Okay, so the you want the blunt answer? The the straight up I want you to be as blunt, as honest
Fucked up shit, but I really, really I'm like late. it. I'm late. Dude, I'm really late. I can't take you seriously. No but time to speak. Come on, goodbye. I'm okay, late. okay, Alice, listen to me. Um, but but I think, and and this is just me. This is just me. You could use that as um, kind of sort of a double entendre because when you think about Alice in Wonderland, falling into the rabbit hole is entering a another world, another dimension where nothing exactly. makes sense. Because exactly. why is the caterpillar exactly. smoking? Why is the cat disappearing? Why are you the size of a flower? Why are the flowers pieces of shit? Why is there... And anyway, it, again, so you're falling into a world... <laughs> you got me talking about some shit that don't matter. <laughs> you got me falling into a world where nothing makes sense. Right. I'm the only one who gets the way that I think, and I'm the crazy one here. Like, exactly. my thoughts are logical. My thoughts are... Rational, my thoughts are reality. Everyone else here is thinking, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're crazy. This world is crazy is what the problem is. And then when you come back, you bring that world with you. And now the reality is saying, oh, something's wrong with you. You're crazy. Like, so there's a million one ways you could have looked at that. And I think just based off the contents of the song itself, that's one way to kind of sort of look at it. But that again, that's just me. And you're, you're. I mean, that's just like, I don't know, when I wrote it, it was just like, how can I express what it feels like every time I feel like I'm about to go back to that dark place? Like, Falling down the hole. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. And you can look at so it as you a... you just missed the rabbit into the, the wonderland. Yeah. But instead, you continued falling straight into the yeah. darkness. That, that, and that sounds horrifying. 
We're all mad here. I'm gonna need you to stop. I'm sorry. I'm done. No, you're not. But it's it's okay. So overall, the song "Who Gonna Stop Me?" lyrically, the song is extremely, extremely powerful, and I think anybody who listens to it could relate on that level if they're dealing with these types of things mentally. Currently on Spotify. I mean, SoundCloud. Definitely on SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud. You said Spotify. It's coming, coming soon to Spotify. Okay, there Apple we go, Music. there we go, there we but go. But it's currently released on SoundCloud if anybody would like to listen to it. Yes, I, and I highly recommend it. I mean, these were just some of the, the whole song I thought was great. These were just some of the lines that stood out to me that I wanted to particularly highlight just to gauge your, um, gauge your two cents in it. Yeah. Um, okay. Is there anything else that you want to say about that song? Um, I mean, I just I think it's a not only is it like a very informative song as far as you know what it feels like for me, mm-hmm. you know when I go through my you know mental lapses and anything like that, but I feel like it's just it's it's a great song to just ride out to. You know what I'm saying? Like, ride down the I'm about to pick up my Harley Quinn and do some Robin, do, do some, some Robin. Robin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was y'all were in sync. Okay, are we ready to move on to revenge? Oh uh, yeah, you want to do it in the same? Well, I want you to. Yeah, 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 yeah. We on the thirty minutes in, and really, this whole song is extremely. And don't take this the wrong way. It's very self-explanatory to the point uh, to the point where you get straight to it. There's no, there's not a lot of metaphors because there's no need for it. You don't need to beat around the bush and tell you know what's going on, what's what, what's up. I'm letting you know right now. I'm in your face. I'm telling you. I'm that bitch. Just in case you forgot. I'm going to remind you again. Always. Don't worry about what I got going on over here. Don't worry about me and mine. We good. We straight. We cozy. Y'all sitting from the back hating. Trying to imitate. Can't get close. Can't get close. And if you're too close, I'm going to tell you to back the fuck up. Mm. Give me six feet. You fuck around, you're going to find out. If you really think that you can get over on somebody like me, you got another thing coming. That's that's the whole damn song. <laughs> that's the whole motherfucking song. And you know what? Based off of the conversation that we was having this morning, and you ain't got to dive into that because yeah. I know how you are. But just based off of that conversation, you have this demeanor with, with a certain select number of your anthems here. And I'm saying anthems because you can really, this is a play it over the club fucking nigga up type music like this type of song is really speaking to anyone who doubted you especially in the very beginning of your music career who's still doubting you now who is under the impression that you're this like dainty innocent you know sweet little tulip thing when the reality is you got a criminal record like you got a past, you got histories. I'm not trying to put you on blast, but niggas need to know. And you need to and this is a I'm letting you niggas know type of song right here. Tell me I'm wrong. No, it definitely it definitely so is. So what the don't look at me like that. So you got a criminal. But record. you but here's the thing. It was here is the thing. Here, my point is niggas think they can get over on you. They take your kindness for weakness constantly. They, they think that you're not going to take nothing personal and they think that they can just, you know, completely copy, photocopy, imitate your entire demeanor, your character, your style, your flow and get away with that shit. And this is a song that's like, no, the fuck you can't. I'm exactly. one and only. I'm an original. I'm a motherfucking. Because I'm me. 
Exactly. Like, and like, it's like, and like, even with that, like, my flow is not the same as other people's. Like, my delivery is not the same. Like, there are a lot of aspects in my music where you can say, oh, it sounds similar to, but this is what sets her apart. Like, she's not exactly the same as them. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. And even with, even with you and yourself, like, you never make the same song twice. Like, even your songs are their own original centerpieces. Like, so for anyone to tell you otherwise, for anyone to come at you like you can't do what you've already done is just is whack to me. So going over the lyrics again, is there any of them particularly to you that you feel like you need to isolate or make? No, because again, the entire song is very self-explanatory. The entire song is very direct. It is very straightforward. Like you in a bitch face telling her this is this is the conversation that you and me are having right now. Like. Don't don't think you can just get over on me on some dumb shit because you're not like, and that's the real the whole vibe of the whole song. Like if I had to choose a a line that just stands out to me, it's my favorite line. And then what did I say? Go ahead. What are the? I hope y'all watching closely. Uh huh. Hotels know Mister Mosby. And I want that, that's the one that sticks out to me just for the simple fact of the sweet life of Zach and Cody uh-huh. was a fictional thing. Uh-huh. And this whole song is me saying that I'm speaking this into existence. This is going to be my real life. So when I say hotels, no Mr. Mosby, that's because he's not there. This is real shit. Right. I'm accomplishing real shit. I'm not living in no La La Disneyland. Right, shit. right, right, right. And you could also look at it as like how Mr. Mosby was always on Zach and Cody's ass, like the whole... I don't need you all up on my ass like this. Nope. Like, that's that's non-existent. I ain't exactly. got nobody on my ass sweating me about every little move that I'm making and making sure that I'm not, you know, constantly fucking up. Yeah. Like, I got me. I'm good. I'm straight. So, <laughs> kudos to the song Revenge as a hardcore. And then, I love that it's a hardcore song. I love that it's very, very hardcore in the sense of you're here to make a statement. Because people look at you, again, they look at you and they don't see that. And, and am I allowed? Can I, can I say it? Yeah. Can, the conversation that we was having this morning, can sure. I, can I? Okay. Like briefly. Like. Okay. So niggas try to get over and tell you that you can't be who you've always been for as long as I've known you. Which is not this, this dainty, delicate flower that your, your face embodies. You can't help that you look like that. But, um... The, the reality is you are... I hope that didn't come off with <laughs> The reality is you are who you are. Your personality is what it is. So for anyone to try to take that and twist it inside or out or up. soften you up, they don't want you to be your most authentic self. And your most authentic self is the self that's going to get you where you're trying to go. Exactly. So... Like, my personality, and I think that if... Between Dighty Talk and this one... In Revenge, I feel like both of those songs pinpoint how, like, I am rough around the edges. I'm a little bit, I come off a little bit more masculine than intended. But it's because I've been through so much real shit that people have lived through me with. Like, this isn't a game. This isn't, this isn't, like, make-believe or anything like that. This is real shit that I've gone through that has shaped my personality. I was really raised as a little boy. I was really running away from home i was really in the gang shit like i was i really Getting came in the street oh, fights and yeah shit. like i really came a long fucking way 
you feel me, and the person I am now, just because I control myself a little bit better does not mean that you can get beside yourself and think that shit is sweet. Because I'm far from sweet. Like, let him know. Like, Talk to him, motherfucker, crazy. Like, you got a life fucked up. It's just, and, and I think, again, it's it's your face, it's the sound of your voice, and it's the fact that people want to, you know, put you in these dresses and make you like this little doll. It's like, you've never been a doll. Like, mm-hmm. And it's like, I do try to step outside my comfort zone and, like, wear dresses and stuff like that. But anybody who knows me knows that it's just extremely uncomfortable for me to dress like a female. And I've been seeing that a lot. I'm just thinking, oh, okay. I mean, it's not that you look bad or anything like that. Like, you look amazing, but I just know that the conversation that you and me have had personally, I'm usually the one who wants to be in the dresses all the time. Absolutely. You want the, the oversized pants and the jumbo sweatshirts and, you know, you want to feel comfortable in whatever it is that you have on. And then that comfort allows you to be your most authentic and most vulnerable self because you can relax. You can let your guard down a little bit. You ain't got to feel pent up or, you know, bunched into the corner or some shit like that. You can really just be authentic. So the fact that a nigga would try to take that away from you is disgusting. But they niggas. So that's what niggas do. I'm too aggressive. Like, in order to do what I do with my music, they're saying that I have to come off a little bit more softer. But you... And and more feminine. And then you don't. Because when you think about female artists who are coming into the light now... None of them scream soft. None of them. Not a single one screams, oh, don't touch. No, 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 none of them are like that. All of them are hardcore. All of them are aggressive. All of them come with this um, level of obedience. Obedience. What the fuck am I trying to say? I think I tried to say dominance, and then I started to say obedience, which just <laughs> dominance mm-hmm. and superiority mm-hmm. over because they're women in a male-dominated industry, so they have to be that type of person in order to maintain their status and survive. But I You can't be a flower and survive in the music industry, And bro. I think that's a lot of the issue, though, is because a lot of these rappers, like, like I say, people call me big all the fucking time. So when you think about it, when you have, like, people or artists like Meg Thee Stallion, she's constantly getting a lot of backlash yep. because of how big she is. And, and she's not always, even big. She's just tall. Yeah, she's really just tall. Like, she's she's has an amazing body. She's amazing. But when you think of people like Meg Thee Stallion, she gets a lot of backlash because they compare her to masculine shit. But she's sexy as fuck. You feel me? I, so, I like, guarantee you all the niggas who... And she's, and she's said this before... All the niggas who saying all this shit about me would not hesitate to fuck me if they give an opportunity. And that's the thing. And then so like when you see these female artists that are allowed to be masculine or overly aggressive, they're usually like what five foot four and below. <laughs> like those type oh, of women God. are allowed to be masculine because it's cute. Like it's giving Chihuahua syndrome. I wish the fuck. But you when would. you're actually, I'm five six. I'm 160 pounds, built in the right places, but apparently I'm big. No. So when you come up against somebody like me, who's barking back that way, oh, that's the unstable Rottweiler. Like, no, we need to get her down to you, teacup poodle. Okay. And here's the thing. I am literally twice as big as you all. You may not be able to see it, but I am. I wish a motherfucker would tell me that I'm too... <laughs> I wish a nigga would tell me. I'm also I'm five five, but I'm I'm closer. I'm I'm well above two hundred. So I I wish a nigga would 
tell me. Now, I've been called a lot of things. Aggressive is not one of them. Have I been compared to men before? Sure. That's because niggas are ignorant. You should be the last person to ever have that said in your direction because you're not. You're not big. 160 is not big. What do they want you to be? 117? Well, you gotta think. That's compared, that's that's this right here. You gotta remember, like where I where a lot of people met me and where I started. What the under, fuck does that mean? Under ninety pounds. You have you've had a child since then. Yeah. Then your body isn't gonna stay the same after that. Anyway, that's a conversation for another day. We ain't gonna talk about that right now. But my point is, stop, because no, and fuck them. Like I I don't understand. And then that's and that's that toxic ass beauty standard that. Men in the music industry, not all men, but most men, the ones who are in positions of power, unfortunately, thinks that every single female needs to abide by in order to be successful. Artists like Meg Thee Stallion, artists like Lizzo, artists like Coyle Ray, um, who completely go against that standard beauty standard, have proven to you that you do not have to meet that requirement to be successful. Like, you don't. And that's, that's why every time, like, I kind of hear it, it kind of, like, it hurts just a little bit more because it's, like, why can't I not, you know? You don't have to. Like. You literally don't have to. But, like, why is it that, oh, why is it being said that, oh, in order to be successful, you have to show your ass or you have to do this or you have to do that? Like, I want to walk around in a do-rag and some cargo shorts and some boxers and an oversized t-shirt and still be seen as sexy. That's doable. Like, you feel me? Like. I feel like if I can go, and this is not to be whatever, but I feel like if I can go outside looking as homeless as I do right now and still have men hit on me the way that I've been getting hit on today, <laughs> then you should not be trying to change me so that I can sell my music. And you should, and you don't have You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. You don't have to. They, again, that's just a standard that needs to die. Like, it doesn't, it's not relevant anymore. It doesn't matter. Who gives a fuck? What you look like on the outside, what matters is how good you're. And and honestly, you you don't even have to have good music to be successful. The women who are out here showing their asses do it because they want to, not because anybody's making them. So for you to tell me I have to do that, that's a lie. No, I don't. No, the fuck I don't. I don't have to do that. Listen, I don't think you know. Anybody has to do anything to be successful in the music industry. It's all about who you know and connections and shit like that. It's not about, you know, shaking ass or nothing, nothing like that. It's your music career. Can you get people moving in the club? That It's never been about looks, you know, as far as I'm concerned. You know, because Biggie Smalls was ugly as fuck. He was. And he was the greatest, like one of the greatest rappers of all time. Well, I don't want to say ugly as fuck he's dead, but he wasn't attractive. And it's not because he was big. He just, he didn't have a nice looking face. That don't mean. protect you from the truth. I, I just, I just, and I don't want it to be because uh, B.I.G. came up in a conversation I seen on the internet about how size doesn't matter to artistry like you were basically saying. You have artists like B.I.G., like Fat Joe, like Fat Man Scoop who make all of this music. No one talks about how big they actually are. But when you have artists like Lizzo... Because I, they're not big anymore. They're then. not big anymore. But they, they weren't peer pressured by society to get smaller. They did yeah. it because they, they wanted to. They just did it. Like, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, like, uh, like, you still got people like, uh, like, uh, Rick Ross, who's still, you know, obviously bigger for his side. You got he DJ Khaled. 
I'm about, to, I'm about to kick y'all outside. But, <laughs> but I'm saying no. I'm saying no for real. Like it really don't matter what you look like. It's about and Rick Ross music ain't even that good. If I'm being honest with you, like I was he does him. good on features, but his music by himself. I was done with him when he was putting Molly in champagne. Like what? Nine one one. What is your emergency? His his his. And I've been listening to music that just got features of him in it. They aight. Like they're not even that good. So. How the fuck is this nigga? Yeah, because Dice Pineapples is only good for what? Who is it, Drake? <sighs> Drake is on that? Drake and Wale. That, those are yeah. the only reason that the song is good. And Rick I, Ross could have definitely, like, just shut up. Nah, I'll say this. I'll say Rick Ross. You gotta listen to Rick Ross and the shit that he be saying. Because he be, he, be, he be talking for real. Well, maybe I just maybe I'm just listening to the maybe I'm just listening to the wrong Rick Ross I mean, song. nigga don't confess on this song That's nowadays. a good... Well, what was his name? Bobby Schmurter admitted to killing somebody, didn't he? On one of his songs. Everybody confesses it's to that. I'm a hot nigga. So that's not that's nothing new. But I digress. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say I assaulted somebody and keep it pushing. Y'all ain't never gonna know. If I yeah, did you're not murder. gonna know name, time, location. Hello, like you ain't gonna know I did a murder. What's wrong with y'all? That's Shut the fuck up. Y'all supposed to dig that in the grave with the body. And then what? they wonder. And then that's they wonder. That's why I don't understand. That's why I don't understand about, you know, a lot of the rappers nowadays is because niggas get indicted on some shit and then be like, what did I do? Nigga, yeah, like, you, you literally you told everything. on yourself. No, because you why you is there a Key and Peele Peel episode? Why is there a Boondocks episode about the same shit? No, because like, Key and Peele, he was like, you did the murder. He was, he sat there, he was like, how do you know I did it? Your mixtape. And then he played the exact line. He was like, I shot him. <laughs> Hit the gun under the bed. <laughs> but that's how niggas are. That's how niggas are. They will yeah. they will tell on themselves and wonder why they're they're getting indicted or whatever like, the fucking incarcerated, whatever. All right, so like if you if you want to do some shit like that, you want to tell your story. The best way that I would say to do this shit is to tell it in like third person. Tell it like uh, like um uh, Ross. Speaker knockers. He did that whole Rico story type shit. Rico story. Yeah, there's a there's an artist. He passed away. His name was Speaker Knockers, and he had like what three, two or three parts of Rico story. Rico basically met up with this female. They robbed the bank. Whole time she undercover cop. He had three songs about this, bro. It's called Rico story. Yep. I felt like I've heard it Yeah, he told it in third person though. I feel like I've heard that. He wound before. up overdosing on lean. On lean. You say that like that's not something that happens. Obviously. No, it definitely the message was received. That's all that needed. <laughs> did I miss? Did I miss something? I don't understand what's going on. The message was received. It's fine. Okay, but, um, it's yeah, fine. like he's he was. I liked his rapping. I did, and you know, that's the best way to do it. But like, there was this TikTok trend going around, like. I don't know if you remember it. I participated in it, and once I found out the backstory behind the song, I immediately took down my videos and apologized. Is that- but it was at, um, someone got popped down. Uh, 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 damn. Okay. No, I don't remember that. But So, um- basically, it was this rapper who was going around talking about all the kids, I think they were in Florida, who got shot by him, and how they still had not found his body, one of the person's bodies. So, the parents were hearing the songs and their kids being name dropped in this song about how they were killed. 
And that's, that's why that guy got caught. And that one of the parents went on the news asking him to just tell them where their son's body was because he still has not been found. That's in I'm, Florida? Yeah, I'm going to have to pull up the song on TikTok because yeah. it's still on TikTok. And that's another reason why I don't uh, ever want to travel to the state of Florida again. I've only been there once. And Bro, I they eat people. They, and every time I no hear about someone... And, nobody and, in Florida. And, and apologies... In advance to that family, because that sounds fucked up. But every time I hear about some really, really fucked up shit, it always happens somewhere in Florida. It's never a particular. It's never a particular city. It's never just Miami or Tallahassee or, uh, shit. I don't Clearwater, know. Clearwater, Panama, or some shit. It's fucking everywhere. It's just Florida, and I'm just like, no, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I digress. Is there anything else that the two of you would like to share with us before we close out? First of all, this is a phenomenal conversation, and thank you for participating in it. Um, is there anything else that y'all want to talk about? Uh, I have a song dropping on Halloween. It's oh, called, word. It's called Carnival. Um, it's a very lit song. It's, it's definitely a club banger. It's Everybody a banger. Should, uh, check it out when it drops. Okay. You got Carnival dropping huh? October 31st. Yeah. Young Trap on the Beat. So you yeah, know Young about. Trap on the Beat. So you know it's a banger. Shout out Young Trap, man. No, Shout fact. Shout out the producer. He be making all the beats. That be his lit. His name is Young Trap. Yep, his name is Young Trap. And Word. he does not look how he sounds. Let me tell you that. Does he look like big with a small voice? Or nope. Small with a big voice? Nope. You'll just have to see him. He looks like a lumberjack. But he talks like a... Californian, like what? No, what, like when you hear the name Young Trap, what do you imagine him to look like? Some like six foot three, hundred thirty pounds, soaking wet, dark skin nigga with dreads. Absolutely not. Okay. He looks like a lumberjack. Okay, so five he foot seven five eight lumberjack. Mm-hmm. So he's he's wide. Mm-hmm. He's like stocky. You have to. Okay, cool. I can't wait um, to meet him. But also in other news, so like we just fried this nigga on the low. Bunny <laughs> Love Trap. <laughs> Trap. I'm so sorry. Trap is the realest. Facts. But on other news, like Mir said, his song Carnival is dropping on Halloween. So make sure y'all look out for that because we will be posting links once it drops. Uh-huh. And also pretty soon here, I'm gonna say within early next year, we have a project dropping together. That's right. You told me about that. Yeah, wow, so, I'm so it's gonna be a Mir X Panda project. Do we so. have a name for the project? Yeah. I just had to ask. I'm sorry. I just no. Because you were telling me about it when you sent me the songs. We don't have a title yet. No, we're because because a lot of the uh, the songs are like every type of vibe. You feel me? Okay. So once like we finish all the songs to go on it, we'll probably have a a, centric, a name for it. Okay, cool. And then that brings me back to the project that you told me you were working on. Mm-hmm. What's that looking like? I ha- I have some great beats and I am definitely writing some songs that appear to be liked. Okay. So it's still on the back burner though. Yeah, still, it's still on still... the back burner, but I'm really working. I'm dropping singles right now. My new my new single Coco just dropped yes, available on yes, all streaming did. sites. Um, I've been dropping singles right now, but once I actually have the full thing together and have a story. For an album or an EP, at least, then yeah, I'll know more. All right, that sounds that sounds exciting, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Now, I don't want to jinx anything, but did you want to talk uh, just briefly about either you guys' collaborative projects 
or any individual things you got coming up. Not to spoil anything for the audience. Um, Let's just say our collab project is definitely dumb hype. And I'm going to say everybody that is in a relationship where they just want to knock the flippity blackjack (laughs) out of their partner every once in a while is going to relate to it. Okay. Everybody who goes through hard times or feels like they're shut out in their relationship is going to relate to it. Okay. Everybody who... Hey, yo, and don't take this content as like whatever because it's just music. So don't don't drag it too much on the internet now. <laughs> but like everybody who be wanting to just see their partner and just wow is gonna be able to relate to bang it this shit. Yeah. Like it's it's really it's really a vibe. Especially if like you be talking shit to your partner. Now, would you consider that this is a little off topic? Would you consider that a healthy relationship? <laughs> Hell no. It's all about toxicity over here. Okay, we're Bad talking, vibes only. We're, we're talking toxicity. Shout out X. I, I am not abusive in any way toward my spouse, but I do talk a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, but that's mainly because he's annoying as hell. But I love him to death. So despite the toxicity of constantly talking shit about your partner, there's a little bit of love that can still be oh, yeah, flourishing yeah, underneath sure. the surface of that. Like, definitely some 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 lovey dovey. Yeah, it's know. definitely like a it's tough love. It, yeah, yeah, it might it might be toxic, but it's like it's like in the beginning it's toxic, but you're learning to work through the toxicity, so you're no longer. So that one is definitely going to tell a story of okay. hey, yo, we're toxic now. We're moving through it, and we're the end goal is to no longer be toxic. So we got a lot of storytelling coming. Yeah, out. Yeah, there's gonna be storytelling. Oh, I, you know, I love a good storytelling concept for a song, so I'm looking forward to it. And we're expecting that you said sometime early next year. Yes. Is hopefully. it early next year or just next year? Hopefully early next year, because we've really been like pushing, like yeah, pushing, pushing the envelope out on this one. Okay, I'm Definitely looking forward pushing to pushing the envelope on this one. Um, as far as myself, I got it. I love. Hello, hello. Bro got 180 hella. songs just sitting in limbo. Yeah. Completed? Yes. Yeah. Why? I just don't know what to do with them, to be honest. You could do, there's a couple of things you can do, and you ain't got to listen to me, but you can do, take all of the songs that feel the same, put them on either an EP or mixtape. They're all in albums, by the way. Uh, okay. Just okay. Released. All right. Great. Okay, so they're so, already broken so, up into pieces. So put it like this. I got Including me and her project, I got four albums, well, three done, four working on with her, and then I still probably got like maybe like 60 to 70 songs. Are you worried that they're not going to be popular? I'm, no, that's not, that's not a worry at all. I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> not to sound whatever. It's okay, it's not how you want to sound, but I'm just making sure. No, not to sound whatever. Like, it's not that I don't think it's going to be popping or anything like that. I, I feel like, the thing with music is and where a lot of new artists get messed up at is making sure, you know, that their placement is right. You know, like you think about it, Drake seems to drop an album every summer or when it comes around his birthday, it's either one or the two. And yeah. Flip flops. Yeah. Like you got summertime artists, you got wintertime artists, you got, you know, it, it's and then, but then you got people who just drop albums spontaneously. Right. Like young boy and, you know, people like that, but that's when they get, you know, the fan base enough to where yeah, people just want to hear something. Right, 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 right. So it's like, uh, for me, 
I, I don't have that yet. Like okay. I'm still fairly a uh, fairly new artist. I've only been doing this for maybe like year and eight months. So, like it hasn't. But, really... but in a year and eight months to have three complete albums, working on a fourth project, and sixty or seventy songs on top of that. Yeah, he like you've been putting in work for the past year he and eight lives months in the studio. Yeah. Right now, our biggest goal with Mir because we are on the same team. Um. And, you know, Mir is one of our artists who doesn't, like, get the sunshine or the spotlight as much. So, right now, our biggest goal with Mir to get him out there, because he definitely makes great music. He kills almost every song that I feel like could be a banger. You feel me? Right. So, our biggest thing right now is getting visual, because, you know, okay. a lot of people right now are visual people. Yeah. Like, they want to see a, a yep. video to something. Right. So, that's what we're that's where we're trying to focus less on him making music and more on him getting visuals for the songs that he's already created right 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 like right, that's right. our goal plan for him and that's the reason another reason why podcasts like this is just so people can see you hear you as an individual because me personally i find myself favoring more of an artist's personality or character before i even listen to the music right. like i can love you as a person and then i'll be like okay you making music cool i can listen to that and it'll probably speak to me on some of because now I know how you think. I know how your mind works. I know where you were when you created this in this space. Like, it makes more sense to me. But that's just me, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't speak for the world, but that's just me. Yeah. And I will say, like, don't let the grumpy, growly thing, like, for y'all, he's, <laughs> he's, actually, he's actually, like, really funny. He's really funny, and he's a hot fucking mess. Ooh, he's that's actually, a girly thing. He's actually, like, really goofy, but I feel like a lot of what goes into it, too, with people's personality is having the correct team behind you. Absolutely. So now y'all will get to see more of his personality and stuff like that with the content that we make, because we're also going to be doing, like, more behind the scenes and stuff like that, so you get yep. to see more personal and in-depth levels. Yep. And we're going to be doing more podcasts like this, so we get to have more conversations like this. Absolutely. So that... People can connect with him as well in that aspect. They'll know him deeper than the artist so that they can connect with his music. Because Juice X, they did interviews to get people to see how they got here and understand the artist. So that's Mm -hmm. what, like, having a positive team, because he is new to this and stuff like that. And a lot of us are new to this. So having a positive team behind you is, like, the best thing. So that y'all can see more of his personality so he's not closed off. So I mean, you don't seem closed off to me, but mm. that's just because I, I just met you yesterday, so I don't mm-hmm. I can't say. Well, you guys, this was great. I Excellent. absolutely enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to seeing how these projects come together, play out, and hopefully we can get together like this again and kind of maybe even next year, if after that project drops, if you guys want to come back, regroup, talk about it a little bit more in depth. And then we can dive in a couple of the songs from the upcoming project next year. Hell yeah, I would absolutely love. And when you get a title, let me know. Of course. Hopefully next time you'll be in your own office up here. Hopefully. That look. (laughs) Only time will tell while I'll be in the next four or five months. But we we, we, we can cross that bridge when we come to it. Thanks. So everybody, this has been another successful episode of the All Anal. Podcast with your host Sebastian. Stark. Thank you, Panda and Mir, for coming in clutch and doing this fantastic Always. little convo. And until next time, we'll speak to you guys a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs>